What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Tupac to Handle. I hope everybody's having a fabulous week, had a wonderful weekend. I literally had a religious experience this weekend. I went to heaven. I saw the gates. I literally, I had a spiritual awakening. And like, I finally understand what everyone's talking about when like why they go to church because I feel like this is the closest I've gotten to a religious spiritual awakening that I'll ever get to in my life and I don't know how else to jump into this episode without just literally word bobbing about it so last time we spoke if you didn't listen to last week's episode I was talking about how badly I wanted to go to Jingle Balls even under Jingle Ball they do it every year it's insane to get tickets literally I think tickets start at like $500 to sit behind the stage. It's insane. I don't understand the pricing. I don't get it. It's it's nuts. That being said, there's always tons of ways to win tickets. They're always like doing radio contests. They're doing, I went to a, like a restaurant a few weeks ago with my best friend and we tried to win tickets there. I'm entering on Instagram, whatever. So there's, there's tons of ways to win to get in, but you know how it is. Like winning concert tickets, it's like a dime a dozen. Like I've, I don't think I've ever won from like a radio station contest or anything. Yeah, I, I've never, like, the calling in, never won, nothing like that. So last time we spoke, last week, um, I was saying how badly I wanted to go. I was like, if anybody knows anyone, tell your people to call my people. Nobody's people called my people, me being me, uh, which I expected. I wasn't expecting anyone to reach out and be, you know, I'm not an influencer. No one's sending me to Jingle Ball for free. But I kid you not, less than 24 hours after that episode went up, I won tickets to Jingle Ball. There was this paid ad going around Instagram. It was this company that does like rewards. It's an AI based software company. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know exactly what the company was, but they were paying. I was getting sponsored ads nonstop for this giveaway. So I was like, it's got to be real. Like they wouldn't be putting all of this money. Like I know how much it costs to run an Instagram ad. They wouldn't be putting all this money behind it if it wasn't a legitimate thing. I was like, whatever. You had to like comment, follow them and tag somebody. Like it wasn't anything crazy, a typical Instagram giveaway. So I entered and I was like, I'm going to win. Like I told myself I'm winning this contest. I didn't care. Like I was set, I'm putting it out there. Like you always see on Instagram, like put out what you want in the world, manifest it, and it will come to you. So I said it on the podcast. I was all day on Thursday when they announced the winners thinking it. I was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. They said they were announcing the winners at like 3 p.m. that day. And I was like, okay, this, like, I'm going to do it. I'm literally going to win. It was like 2.59. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And they post this thing. And it was like an Instagram um, random comment picker. And it's going through all the people. And I see my personal. I see the podcast account. Obviously, I entered on both. Um, and I see my friend Alyssa. Like, I see it with people who I know entered. Like, the, our profile picture kind of rotating through this thing that's, you know, picking the random person. And then the video stops. And there's a, it's my picture that it stops on. But I was like... I'm not going to get my hopes up until I see it, like, mentioned you in a story that I won. Like, maybe they just cut the screen recording short. Let's not get our hopes up. I refresh my Instagram, and it's like, life rewards that tags you in a story. And I literally won Jingle Ball tickets. I could not believe it. I was literally over the moon. Um, and so I'm DMing with them, and I didn't know where they were. I'm texting Thomas. I'm like, oh, my God, we won tickets. We're going, we're going, we're going. But we don't know where the tickets were going to be. I was expecting, like, last row. I just wanted to be there. I didn't care what it was. And normally with contests like this, they, they're, like, at the box office. You know, you pick them up the day of. You have no idea where you're sitting until you get there. But this, I guess the company bought the tickets. I don't know. And they were able to transfer them to me on Ticketmaster. So within five minutes of winning the contest, I had the tickets in my account. They were literally floor seats, floor tickets to Jingle Ball. 
that cost $800 a ticket that were just transferred to me, sent to me, like, because I commented on an Instagram post. When I tell you I opened my Ticketmaster app and saw the transfer and saw floor section F, I, I was like, oh my God, like, I literally felt like the gates of heaven open. And that's not even like the best part of the weekend. Like it gets better. So that was Thursday. Friday night is Jingle Ball. We get there. Uh, we got there probably like 7.30, 8 o'clock. Dochi was on stage, who Thomas really likes. Um, and I like some of her music. So we were excited that we got to see her. And she was great. We had a blast. And then we kind of like walked around, did our thing, just got drinks, some food. And then we started to like catch on to like the lineup. So we knew when we wanted to go in because we, we wanted to see Cher. We wanted to see obviously Olivia Rodrigo, SZA, Sabrina Carpenter. I think those are like the main four that we were like really excited to see. Obviously, I was excited that Wonder Public was there, but like those were the main four. So we were like gauging when we could like leave, whatever. So we kind of got it down to our rhythm. And then once Sabrina came on, we we're like, all right, we're in our seats. Let's just stay because we don't want to miss anything. So everyone's set was so much fun. We had the time of our lives. We were drinking, we were dancing. It was like, it was literally like my, my top artist of the year at one concert. It was a dream. I had the best time. I mean, Cher is just like obviously an icon. It was like the gayest moment in my life hearing Believe live. Um, Sabrina killed it. She's insane. Thomas kept saying she was like, she could turn me. And I was like, no, I literally get it. Like she's stunning. It's insane. I will say the crowd wasn't, was kind of boring for SZA. And I, me and Thomas were like carrying our section. We were screaming, we were dancing, we were singing. Like we were getting our life to SZA. That's our bitch. We love her bitch respectfully we're not using it as a derogatory term just clearing that up um but so SZA was oh fantastic I, again I've seen her a few times every time she literally somehow gets better and better it blows my mind and then Olivia Rodrigo is closing the show understandably she comes on stage I've been to a lot I've been to well over 100 150 maybe close to 200 concerts in my life I've been to a lot of shows I have never in my life heard an audience scream the way that they did for Olivia Rodrigo. It was legitimately insane. And I'm sure like Beyonce, Taylor Swift was loud, but it was outside. So the, the it gets muffled, it gets lost, you know, the sound waves. I don't really know how the science works, but sound travels, you know. We were inside Madison Square Garden. It was ringing in that venue so loud. It was insane. Everybody knew every single song, every word, even like the non-popular ones, like all-American bitch like that I don't I don't think it's on the radio I don't think it's a big one but like people knew it people were going nuts the kids were going nuts I was going nuts the girls were going nuts the dads were even singing along like it was such an insane moment and I always have this moment where when I'm at a show of an artist who either had like a big song during COVID or broke out during COVID my the biggest example I always think of is Good Days by SZA because Good Days was such a COVID quarantine song like when I think of quarantine when I think of the lockdown I think of Good Days because it was like she released it and everyone was listening to it thinking you know we were it's so cheesy but we were thinking of Good Days thinking of better times ahead and it was such a quarantine song and Driver's License is one of those songs to me and I think to most people so hearing Driver's License live, this is my first time seeing Olivia live at like a proper set. I saw her at the VMAs, but like it was just, you know, a VMA performance. So it wasn't anything too crazy. Everybody, it was just, it was such like a surreal moment to be in the audience and like seeing everybody singing it. Everyone, it, I just like, we all lived through this crazy time period of like a literal pandemic. Because it was a time when like we didn't know when we were going to be at a concert again or hear live music again. So I don't know. It's just, it's so cute. And I just, it's like a fun little thing. 
that was Friday. We had the time of our lives. Seriously, thank you so much, Life Rewards, for, I guess, choosing my comment. It was, we had the best time. I posted a little vlog on our Instagram if you want to go check it out. And then Saturday, so Mariah Carey every year does her Christmas spectacular. So she does MSG. She, you know, she's the queen of Christmas. So we went last year, let so last minute. I think we literally bought the tickets when the time on the ticket said it was starting. We got them for like 50 bucks. We booked it to MSG and like we didn't need to run because she was literally like two and a half hours late last year. I don't think she went on until 9 30, 10 o'clock. It was insane. And I'm not, listen, she's Mariah Carey. I understand like she's an icon and I respect that. She's not the best live vocalist. And I think that's just like a thing, you know, like the show was kind of a mess last year, but it was such a mess that we had so much fun just like being like, what the hell? That we were like, we have to go next year. And we have to get incredibly high, like stupid high and go to this show and just like have the time of our lives. So leading up to the show, we had heard some whispers and some rumors that Ariana Grande might be in attendance. Now, Ariana, I adore her. I love her so much. I've been a ride or die for the bitch. I went to, I went to Ariana's first headlining show ever in 2011. It was at Urban Plaza, I believe. She had, she did pretty much all covers. I don't think, I think she had hearts up out and may, maybe, I don't even know if it was that, but she had the red hair. She was wearing like a tutu. It was literally, it was her first concert ever by herself. And I was there and I've seen her so many times since. And she is, I mean, I'm, I'm gay. I love Ariana Grande. She is Thomas's favorite artist of all time. So he was even more like, oh my God, if Ariana's there, I'm going to die. So we were like, we're going to this show. Even if we pay more than last year, like we don't care. We have to go because we wanted to go anyway. So we were watching Ticketmaster and Subhub all day and tickets are not dropping. Like literally they were staying the same price all day. So we were just like watching, watching, watching. They did end up coming down. I think we spent like a hundred bucks on them. We were in the hundred level. So like not bad. We were fine with it. We get there and we're sitting in our seats. The DJ, she had open ends and I was like, I'm starving. So I ran to get a burger. They have a Beyond Burger like station at the garden, which is really nice. So I went and I got that and I was waiting for it to cook. And while they were cooking it, the woman who took my order she was like what's going on like why isn't she on yet so i was like oh my god girl she was two hours late last year like i'm anticipating her not going on until like 9 30 10 o'clock we were like oh my god no way we were just like chit-chatting and then the chef chimed in and he was like oh my gosh she was like well i know last year they were like really hard on her i guess for being late because they're fine this that whatever so we just get to like chatting and then i was like let me test the water and see what these people know so i said i was like well i heard that they're supposed to be a guest tonight so i feel like they might be more on time and they got, the guy goes yeah um her name might be ariana but you didn't hear it from me so at that point i was like no fucking way ariana grande is literally coming out tonight it was i was like there's no way but Lo and behold, so we're watching the show. She comes on stage. We take our gummy and we start feeling it. You know, we're have we're doing our thing. And my friend is a huge Mariah fan, huge, like obsessed. And he was DMing me and he was like, Oh, Santa is usually the second song of the set. Like that's how it's been for the whole Christmas tour she does. And she skipped it. So immediately everybody was like, oh fuck, like it's happening. Kind of waiting, kind of waiting, like the, the night's going on and nothing's happening. She comes out for the final set and she says something along the lines of like, oh, it's time to sing some hits. But before then, I have a Christmas present for you guys. I have two Christmas angels. Now, Osana is Mariah, Ariana, Jennifer Hudson. She says two Christmas angels and I immediately, I'm like, oh my God. I literally, I was like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. Mind you, we are essentially on Pluto because we are 
high out of our minds. And we just looked at each other. We're like, there's no way this is happening. No way this is happening. No way this is happening. But who walks out on the stage but Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande. When I tell you, Thomas and I were physically shaking. It was insane. We were freaking out. Like, it was crazy. This is Ariana's first live performance in years. I want to say two or three years. She, I don't think she's done really much since the pandemic. So let alone her coming out and like doing her first performance, but her coming out and singing with Mariah Carey and Jennifer Hudson, like it was insane. I literally, I was like, this is the closest I'm ever going to get to a religious awakening. I was like, within 24 hours, I saw Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey, Cher, SZA, Sabrina Carpenter, Olivia Rodrigo, and Jennifer Hudson all within 24 hours. In the same location, mind you, it was all at Madison Square Garden. Like the garden was literally gay heaven this weekend and I cannot believe I was there for both nights. It was legitimately insane. So we're at the show, we're doing our thing. Ariana's on stage, she leaves and we're freaking out. I'm like bugging out. I look down at my phone to see no other notification than Gypsy Rose Blanchard liked your comment. Now, this is just, the cherry on top. I went through a phase with my roommates back in like 2019. Maybe it was 2020. I don't know. We were obsessed with the Gypsy Rose Blanchard case. We watched every documentary, every interview. It was when the act was premiering on Hulu. So like while that was coming out, we were catching up on Mommy Dead and Dearest. We were catching up on all of the Dr. Phil specials on every, like we, it took over our house for at least two months because we were just obsessed. And we have been saying like, when Gypsy Rose gets out of jail, all we want is her to release a book, just like a tell all of everything. And she's putting a book out. And I commented on the announcement post that this is something dumb. I think I was like, we will be pre-ordering or something like that. And she liked my comment the second Ariana left the stage. And I was like, my night couldn't get better. I saw Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey, Jennifer Hudson, Gypsy Rose Blanchard just liked my comment. I saw Cher, Sabrina, SZA, Olivia last night. Like, I, I literally... I died and I went to gay heaven. I, I have no other way to put it. It was the most spiritual I will ever feel. And now I'm like, I understand why people go to church. I understand why people believe in a God because there must be a higher power up there who was like watching over and was like, we're going to sprinkle some faggotry on you guys for you all this weekend and give you, we're going to give the gays everything that they want. And that they did. So thank you to whoever orchestrated this at the garden this weekend because it was just chef's kiss I can't get over it yeah my weekend it was just it was insane I literally I can't get over it like I'm still buzzing about it me and Thomas every day we're like we literally watched that happen like we saw Ariana Grande perform with Mariah Carey and Jennifer Hudson nuts it's insane I will say and I I, I want to you know go back a little bit Mariah was so good this year. She was on time. She sounded great. She was hysterical. If you ever get a chance to see Mariah Carey, be prepared for not only a concert, but also a comedy show. She is hysterical. She will stop in between songs and be like, all right, glam team, come out. They'll come out. They powder her. They do her hair. She's chatting with them. Like they're having a full on, like they're queening out on stage together as if they're not on, on stage at the garden. It's literally like everything you would want in a show. It is comedy, singing, the theatrics, the drama. She's gorgeous up there. Like it is, it's a drag show essentially. When you really boil it down, like it's, it's like a drag show. So 
if Mariah's coming for her Christmas show anywhere near you, I think she's back at MSG this weekend. She just did Boston, but definitely see if you can get in, go, even if Ariana's not there. Like, sorry, we got the, you know, premiere show, but you'll still have fun seeing Mariah. But that was my weekend. It was out of control. I had literally like the best two days. So, so much fun. And then Sunday it rained all day. So we literally didn't leave the house. I think I left the house once to do laundry. Maybe I ran to the grocery store. Yeah, I ran to the grocery store and I did laundry and that was it. I didn't do anything else. We stayed in our pajamas all day. We vegged out on the couch. We're doing another Selling Sunset rewatch. So we started it from season one, two or three weeks ago. And we're already on season six. Like we have just been binging it, vegging out. And that's kind of been where we're at. So Sunday was that. And now we're at Tuesday. And I will say this week is dragging. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's in the air, but I feel like it should be, I feel like this week has been 14 days long already and it's only Tuesday. So hopefully it's not everybody feeling that. I hope everyone else is having like a faster paced week and is not like ready to rip their eyes out at their desk when you look at the clock and it's only 2.30, but it feels like it should be 7 p.m. I don't know what's in the air. Maybe it's just me. I hope it's just me because I would not wish that on anybody listening to this podcast. That being said, we're getting there. We're getting through the week. But, um, Lots of things to jump into this week. There was um some bridges to close the gap from last week, some new things that came out, just like a lot, a lot to, you know, chat about. So I think let's just hop right in. Let's hop right in. As if I haven't been talking for 20 minutes already. I, I can't, I'm like, this mic is going right to my head. I'm, I get like a microphone in front of me and I'm like, all right, I'm going to talk for 20 minutes and then start the show. Whatever. That being said, I woke up Friday morning. I checked my Apple music and what was there? Pink Friday too. I said it last week. I was a little nervous. The album wasn't going to come out. I was a little like, mm, like what's going on? The album is here. It has come out. But before we talk about the album, we need to talk about Gag City. <laughs> I said it last week. There was minimal to no rollout for this album. She did some signed CDs. She did like a, uh, a calendar fan pack, I don't know, like merch, but there was not like a full, there was no press, there was no singles, there was no this, there was no that. And I was like, girl, what are you doing? Lo and behold, I think, I want to say it was Wednesday. By that afternoon, Pink Friday 2 was everywhere and not because Nikki or her team did it. No, 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 no. Fans started this trend. If you didn't see, I don't know how you wouldn't have seen it because it was literally everywhere. But they just started saying, Ice Spice has arrived in Gag City. This is where I sleep in Gag City. This is Gag City this, Gag City that. And it was just this like pink futuristic AI generated world. And the internet went wild with it. I was even making things. I've never used AI in my life. And I was like, how can I make an AI futuristic world? And I was doing this, doing that. It was, it, th these are the things that I love being part of a fandom for. There's little fun internet moments, fun fandom memories that like, we literally created a rollout for this album. And it was legitimately everywhere. Grinder was posting it. Chili's was posting it. Target, I think was posting it. There, Nutter Butter was posting it. Spotify was posting it. Every single brand that you can think of was dipping their toes into the waters of Gag City. And it was just that. It was Gag City. It was everywhere. I, I couldn't believe it. I literally, you would have thought that it was like a full official brand rollout, like a brand campaign. The, the, the label put it together. 
no, 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 no. It was literally the barbs. It's crazy. It's insane what fandoms do and like how we're able to like rally together and make this like fun little internet moment. Like we're always going to remember our trip to Gag City in December of 2023. That being said, the album is here. We have arrived in Gag City. It's getting some backlash, a little back and forth. So let's start with the bad and go into the good. So the only bad thing I really have to say is I, she kept saying, she was like, oh my God, like, you're not going to believe who's on the, on the first track, who's on track one. And then she tweeted like an hour, like an hour before, two hours before it rhymes with Schmilly Schmilish. So Billie Eilish, which I was like, oh my God, we're getting a Billie and Nikki collab. That's insane. Turns out it was just a sped up version of when the party's over with Nikki rapping over it. Is, is, does that consider Billy being on the album? Like, she doesn't have album credits on it. Like, it doesn't say, are you gone already featuring Billie Eilish? It's because I guess she's not on the album. So I just thought that was kind of like a cheap cop-out to like get excitement for the album. Um, But I mean, again, I don't dislike it. I'm not like mad about the actual song. I just thought we were getting like an actual Billy featuring Nicki or vice versa, whatever it is, track on the album. And that was a little disappointing. But the rest of the album, I was happy with. I was very content. Um, my top tracks, I want to say, is FTCU, Pink Friday Girls, Needle, Beep Beep, Fallen For You, and of course, Everybody. I feel like TikTok took Everybody and ran, which I'm sure they expected because it just has that, like, fun beat to it. And I'm sure if you're not even a Nicki fan or a Barb, like, you've heard it on TikTok because it is everywhere. And the fun thing about this album is how many samples there are which has been a big conversation online, I feel like, because people are like, why is this whole album just samples? I never understood why people don't like samples. I think samples are such a fun nod and like a way to pay respect to an artist by reusing their work, even if it's a beat, a line, a, a melody, like even if it is the whole song, Pink Friday Girls is literally Girls Just Wanna Have Fun with Nicki rapping over it. But she adds her own like spin to it. I guess I'm kind of going back on what I just said about Billy. Well, no, because she never said there was a song with Cindy Lauper, because there's not. She did say that there was a song with Billy, and there's depends who you ask. But that being said, I like the samples. I think it's fun. People were trying to compare it to Renaissance, saying that like, oh, when Beyonce does it, it's fine. But when Nicki does it, everyone's mad about it. What I'll say there is. What Beyonce did with the Renaissance samples is not what Nicki did with the Pink Friday 2 samples. So let's not, let's not get our wires crossed there. But as I said, I'm loving the album. I think it's so much fun. It's predicted to go number one, which is crazy. It'll be her biggest debut since the Pink Print, I want to say, which is 2014. And people are dragging her. They're like, oh, it got a 6.5 on Pitchfork. It's not, it's tanking already. It's this and that. I, I missed the days where all we cared about was like going number one on iTunes and like who bought the song on iTunes. I'm so tired of this pitchfork bullshit. I'm so tired of the Billboard Hot 100 bullshit. I just want to like music to come out. I mean, I don't let it affect the way I listen to music. People, I mean, uh, most of the internet is saying they do not like Nikki's album and I'm listening to it on repeat nonstop. So I, I'm never really swayed by the way people react to albums. Not really gonna take the side of the internet if I'm liking something because they're saying not to like it. But that being said, people were like ragging on it because they said like it was getting a bad pitch, pitchfork score and it was like not doing well in the charts after the first day this that can we just enjoy music can anyone just enjoy an album without caring about how it charts or caring about how many units are sold or caring about how many samples are on it what happened to just like listening to an album and not needing it to be 
it doesn't need to be perfect the first listen the second listen most albums that people listen to they don't like until the like fourth fifth sixth seventh listen there's albums that i've listened to that i was like and eh, i don't love this and then after like a month or two i'm like oh wait i see the vision now music has to grow this instant gratification thing that everybody expects nowadays where it's like if i listen to the album and i don't like it on my first listen it's a chop i'm done with it can we leave that in 2023 can we leave that please because i am so over it just let people enjoy their music stop with these fandom wars stop with my fave did this your fave did that da, 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 da. i and i'm guilty of it too in the past i'm not gonna say i'm not but it is something that i've been more conscious about where i'm like wait why am i like why are we doing this? This is stupid. Music is meant to, music is made to be enjoyed and celebrated and just like be fun. And you know, it's, it's music. Like, why don't we just, why do we have to make this whole stand war over it? Again, I've been there. Trust me. I, I know. I've, I've had my fair share of tweets about this artist, that artist. And if you see me tweeting anything in the future, call me out on it. I don't care. It's fine. Call me the bullshit. But I think the way that fans not fans stands really just will like try and tear down any artist or anything because it's not their fave anymore Ugh, i'm over it let's cut that shit because i'm done so that's pink friday too nikki i oh my gosh i didn't even say she announced the pink friday 2 tour and she's gonna be in new york on or the weekend of my birthday. It's like April 4th, I want to say, which is also the same weekend Olivia Rodrigo is here. She's doing Barclays. She's doing MSG the weekend before, then Barclays April 4th. My birthday is April 6th, and Olivia is at MSG that whole weekend. So I'm just like I did for Jingle Ball. I'm putting it into the universe because the manifestation girlies are onto something. And after Jingle Ball last week, I'm just, and Ariana with Mariah and, you know, all the manifesting things people say, I'm see I'm picking up what you're putting down. You know, you gotta you gotta speak it into existence. So we have a few months to make it happen. It's not a quick turnaround like Jingle Ball, but catch me in April. I will be at the Pink Friday 2 tour and I will be at the Guts tour no matter how I end up there. Moving on, um, another bridge from last week. Tate McRae, Think Later came out, and just as I expected, it's so good. It is such a fantastic album. Um, she opened the album with Cut My Hair, which I listened to that and I was like, you open the album like this it was so good i loved it it was so much fun something that i did think was really interesting that thomas actually pointed out because again like i said he is like a huge ariana stand and though i am as well i'm not as deep into like the you know the album cuts and you know songs that didn't make it the title track on tate's album think later is an ariana cut um, it's from i want to say it was a max martin track and it was called jada or like that and now tate took it renamed it think later and released it but there's demos of ariana singing it which is i think is cool people are like oh my god she's getting ariana scraps i don't again i don't like that conversation if someone doesn't use a song who cares it's just like when rem was released and there was a beyonce version a few years ago like it people people pass songs around so when there's the conversation of people like like dogging on the artist who ended up with the song saying like oh ariana had it first beyonce had it first who cares who's making the money off of it who made the sale let's stop that conversation <laughs> lots of feelings today but i'm what else is new but i'm loving the album guilty conscious hurt my feelings two of my standouts on my first few listens i will say i've been listening to nikki's album a little bit more only because i'm I, when nikki puts something out i really try and like 
marinate in her lyrics because there's so many things that you miss if you don't really listen to it so i've listened to tate's album a bunch of times but i've definitely i'm holding like my deep dive into it until i really process nikki's album but both albums fantastic i i just i love pop music oh my god it just it just, just makes me so happy and that does not end the conversation of pop music conversations i've talked about her every single week i feel like SZA, this past week was the one year anniversary of SOS and she just, she'd been teasing a deluxe version and then you, Monday? No, Sunday. Sunday night, she posted six random album covers and just had Lana and everyone is speculating it's either the SOS deluxe or the a new album, which if it's a new album, girl, oh, I'm not ready for a new album yet. I mean, I'm ready for it, but I'm like, I'm still like listening to SOS. I'm still listening to Control like it came out yesterday. So if we're getting a new SZA album, like full album, I will be passing away. That being said, there is something coming allegedly this Friday, so the 15th, and I I can't wait. I I just, I love SZA. Seeing her last week, just every time I see her live or I like revisit her albums, I'm like, oh my God, she's just so good. Oh, I love her so much. So we're getting something apparently this Friday. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that she doesn't pull it or back out, but it's been all over. So I can't imagine she doesn't release it after all the press that she's made. And I mean, she literally, I think she got like 17 million likes between the six consecutive album covers that came out. So freaking nuts. So people are ready for it. People are excited. So she just posted that Kill Bill is now the most streamed song by a solo female artist in Spotify history. Crazy. I, again, I just, I love to see women winning. It just, it makes my heart so happy. So something new from SZA coming soon. That is, oh my God, so exciting. And some, there's just so much news I feel like that came out in the past few days. I was actually, my friend Kyle was texting me and he was saying, he, he was like, it was Sunday night and he was, he sent me one article, then he sent me another one and another one. And it was like nonstop. He was like, Andrew, all of your favorite artists are announcing things and releasing things and doing things. He's like, who, like, go play the lotto because you were just having a lucky streak. And I was like, no, literally. My next story, Renee Rapp and Megan The Stallion announcing that they have a song together for Mean Girls. You guys know I love Renee Rapp. You guys know I love Megan The Stallion. You guys know I love Lindsay Lohan, who stars in Mean Girls, if you didn't know. And... Megan and her announced that there's going to be a Renee featuring Megan song for Mean Girls, the musical, the movie. It's like High School Musical, the musical, the series. Mean Girls, the musical, the movie. I guess. I don't know. People are bagging on the movie, saying that the trailer doesn't prove that it's a musical and they're all confused. And I'm just like, I don't think they're, they're doing the trailers to confuse people. I think they're trying to buy on the nostalgia factor like everybody else is doing. And they're trying to show you like, hey, a new Mean Girls movie is coming out. But like, if you do four seconds of research you can find out that it's a musical movie i feel like maybe that's just me maybe it's like because i'm so in tune to it and like i'm excited for it i don't know i, I know ashley and jacqueline if you're listening to this we had this conversation you both were like i don't understand that it's a musical because the trailer doesn't look like it so i'm now like eating my words so sorry about that but I'm very excited. <laughs> um, some more things that have been just coming out because God, it, it, was, it was a week. It was a big week in Andrew Nucatola's world. Back to Ariana Grande. So besides the Mariah thing, she posted photos on um, Friday, maybe Thursday or Friday of her in the studio 
implying that something's coming. Now, I don't know if it's an album. I don't know if it's something for Wicked. Regardless, she's back in the studio. Thank God. It's been so long, but she needed the break. She needed some time. I mean, when I look back at it and think about like the release dates of Sweetener, Thank You Next, everything, like it was nonstop for like two years. And I think she used it as a way to kind of cope with everything she was going through. So I think she needed some time. I mean, she, the bitch got married, the bitch moved to London, the bitch wrecked a home, the, like, she had, she did her thing, so I, it's time for her to get back in the studio and, you know, ring it back in, uh, but she is back in the studio, so I'm very excited. She also, it came out that she has new management, and they are already doing the Lord's work. They released Santa Tell Me, the naughty version, which I love that it's the naughty version, not explicit, like, naughty, you know, naughty and nice list. They released that. They did a huge push for, uh, Christmas and Chill, the EP, this whole week. So exciting to just kind of see that what Scooter Braun wasn't doing and what people, we've been asking for the Santa Tell Me naughty version for years and it's only been available on the vinyl and it's, we, we've all, we like, we listen to it on like SoundCloud and YouTube, but like, come on, give us it on streaming. And they just released it on Monday. So very exciting to finally have that. Very excited for whatever Ariana is cooking up right now because she's been doing Wicked. She kind of like wasn't in the public eye for a while. She went through her divorce. Now she's with Ethan, whatever. But it just feels like she's really gearing up for something big. The Zach Sang show, if you're not familiar, that her and Zach Sang are really good friends. She always goes on his show whenever there's an album coming out. He just posted on Twitter that they want to have some friends come back for the last show. I don't really know who else it would be besides Ariana. Like, I can almost guarantee you, even if you haven't sought out an Ariana Grande Zach Sang interview, you have seen it. The clip of her talking about how she didn't want to put, what song was it? Ghost In, maybe? She didn't want to put Ghost In on the album, but Scooter made her, that was Zach Sang. There's just so many clips of Ariana on the Zach Sang show because they've been friends for so long. So it's cool that, you know, they've a, maintain this relationship and B, she's sticking to her gun to like, I'm putting something out. I'm going to go on Zach's show. That's happening. The Wicked trailer is going to come out early next year. She's going to have a Wicked press tour. So I just feel like 2024 is going to be a huge year for Ariana. Actually, I don't feel I know. It's going to be a huge year for Ariana Grande and I'm so ready for it. I'm, I'm so excited. The, the next thing I wanted to talk about, um, I don't really know how I feel about it. To be completely honest, I'm like a little confused. Um, Selena Gomez, not someone that I like seek out often. Like I don't dislike her. I don't love her. She just kind of exists. I think she puts out fun music. Like she's, you know, she does her rare beauty thing. I like to say she like stays in her lane, but I don't really think she does. Like, like we're really boiling it down. Um, she put out single soon in August. It was like three months ago. So yeah, it was. I want to say it was the end of August. Yeah, because it was the same day that Miley released Used to Be Young and Ariana released the 10th anniversary uh, album. So it was all the end of August. And it's this song about being single. It's called Single Soon. I love it. It is so bad that it's good, which is my, that's like Selena Gomez's genre. It's like not necessarily good music, but it's like, it's campy, you know? I don't know. If this come back, if this like gets clipped and bites me in the ass one day when the podcast blows up and I don't know, whatever. I said what I said. Selena Gomez. So she releases single soon in August. 
Then this past week, I don't know, she goes through phases where she is only posting rare beauty, only posting her music, only posting only murders in the building, which I love. Love the show. I think rare beauty, they do such good work as far as like their, uh, they do all their, their foundation. They not makeup foundation, like the charity foundation. Um, they do so much work with that. She, people rave about the products. I don't personally use them. I don't wear makeup, but I, people rave about rare beauty and she just kind of like does her thing. So then it always kind of happens that like she just goes on these weird like biannually it's like two maybe three times a year where she just like goes unhinged on social and is like posting this liking this commenting on that talking about this doing that and this happened again last week so it came out that her and Benny Blanco who was like a music producer I think he's an artist as well again doesn't really doesn't take up space in my my brain that they're dating cool, great, whatever. Until you find out that not only is she saying that they've been dating for six months, so 12 minus six is December, 12 minus six is six, June. Single Soon came out in August and she was, her whole reason for putting that out was to be like, I'm single, I'm living my life, I'm doing me. So right there, it's like, girl, like what? Then she goes on to say, he's treated me better than any human being on the planet and called him the best thing that's ever happened to her. But those were in response to people commenting on the fact that he like shaded her in an interview with just like talking about Justin Bieber and saying like Justin's not a cookie car cookie cutter pop star who's putting out like a makeup brand to make a buck. And it was like the month that Rare Beauty was released. So it was like everyone thought it was a dig and she was like, oh, I don't care what he says. Like he's the best thing that's happened to me. And mind you, people can change. People can grow. I'm not saying like I trust like I've had my difference of opinions like I get it that's not the thing I'm just more stuck on like how are you going to release a song about being single in a relationship that no one knew about and the whole thing was that you're single and like doing you and like you're being Selena by yourself but you've been in a relationship the whole time like I'm I'm no mathematician but I know that doesn't add up that just doesn't make sense to me again I guess it doesn't need to like you can release whatever you want Selena but like just feels weird now you know and like I, literally like the whole campaign for it she was like i'm single she posted the tiktok that went crazy viral she was like i'm doing me i'm single like just very odd behavior for somebody who was in a two or three month relationship at that point i don't know i don't i don't, I don't know very weird but i just i wanted to touch on it just kind of you know give my two cents because i guess that's what i'm supposed to do now that i have a podcast and uh moving on so selena it kind of ties into it had her little internet meltdown and her pr bestie taylor swift comes to the rescue as she always does and the next day just like everybody predicted they had they were out and about paparazzi saw them we all know taylor is not seen unless she wants to be seen clearly they could have gone into this restaurant or whatever they were going without being seen i'm sure she's taylor swift she could pay for whatever she wants to be hidden and not seen but she was seen with Selena, paparazzi got her. Clearly it was just trying to like cover something. I, maybe not, I don't know, maybe it's just like my crazy mind thinking it, but on the topic of Taylor Swift, as we said last week and predicted, Taylor Swift was time to person of the year. And I mean, obviously, even in the article it said, if you're wondering why Taylor was named time person of the year, think about how many times you mentioned her, somebody mentioned her to you, how many times she was on the news, how many times you heard her songs, how many times you heard about this, how many times you heard about that, she was 2023 like no matter how many ways you want to flip it switch it put it down flip it and reverse it taylor swift 
was 2023 and it was the first sit down interview she has done in four years since lover came out so 2014 2014 oh my god can you tell us 9 p.m <laughs> since 2019 four years ago so just cool to have an interview with someone you know they haven't she hasn't done it in so long we've obviously heard from her and seen her and we can't get her we can't get away from her not in a bad way but you know she's everywhere right now so but we don't ever get like an interview so for her to sit down do this full interview they had fans involved which was really cool uh it was just a great article some takeaways i got from it she the, she she talked about how she kind of hid away for years because of like everyone kind of bashing her the whole kim and kanye thing so we knew that obviously she was literally in hiding but it's just it's crazy to see that she's finally ready to talk about it and something else she really was like mentioning is the fact that most pop stars aren't famous this famous at least into their 30s they are famous in their teens early 20s and then they kind of have to like flounder around and figure out like what they're going to do next and she said she for her to be able to be experiencing this level of fame while she's you know she's fully developed brain she's an adult she's able to make her own decisions she can speak for herself she's you know she's been through the ringer with with managers with you know labels things like that she's in a spot now where she's on top of the world and she's able to process it as a 30 well how old is she i don't know she'll be what 33 tomorrow literally the 13th whenever it is is it 33 i don't know it doesn't matter she'll be she's in her 30s and she's able to process it so i thought that was a really cool thing to see her side of it where she's like hey i know that like this isn't a normal thing for people to be experiencing like i i'm getting my peak again and like it's 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 crazy for me to be able to process so Again, it's just cool to kind of get inside her mind in a way where it is a sit-down interview or you don't have to pick apart an Instagram caption, pick apart a song, pick apart Jack Antonoff's Instagram story. For her to just come out and like talk, it's it's a nice change. We're able to like take a deep breath and be like, we can we don't have to pick this apart. But of course we did pick it apart because she did talk about reputation, vault tracks, saying that they're fire. We're, it's pretty obvious that reputation's next, like they're just the stars align, no pun intended. Um so that's exciting that that's happening. She also confirmed that her and Travis had already been dating prior to the game that she went to where she was first seen, which I kind of expected. I didn't know if people really thought that was their first date because like she said, that would be psychopathic if they had their first date being Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey at his game. Like I, it was, I figured they had been at least dating or had seen each other before then. Um, and again, I just continued to just like fall more and more in love with this relationship i think it is so cute i think they are such a fun match together and i'm excited to see like where their relationship continues to go i people are saying it's endgame and i would not be mad i would be thrilled if taylor swift and travis kelsey end up getting married do their thing and they're at that age where like they're not just dating for sport anymore sport haha football they're not just dating because they want to date like they're ready they should be ready to settle down and i think that this is I think it's not far off to think that this is kind of an end game situation for the two of them. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm loving it. She was also at the Miracle Bar pop-up in Kansas City. I want to say this was her second time going there because the week I went last weekend, I talked about it in last week's podcast. And that night, people were saying that she was at the Miracle pop-up in Kansas City, but there were no photos because people are really respectful in Kansas City when like Travis and Taylor are out, they don't really take photos. And then th these pictures of her came out this weekend and it was this past weekend. So I guess she went twice, maybe, maybe I'm just like reading it wrong. I don't know, but she went and I just, I need to, need to put it out there that I said last week on the podcast that the Christmas Politan was delicious. And what was Taylor drinking this weekend? 
a Crispopolitan. I'm not saying Taylor Swift listens to the podcast, but we both have exquisite taste is what I'm saying. (laughs) And with that, that's the end of the show. We have made it to the yes and the mess segment. So if you're new here, I end every show with a yes and a mess of the week. Yes being something I'm loving, mess being something I'm not loving so much. So my yes this week is a person. It is somebody that I've actually been following on Instagram for a while now, since, I mean, three-ish years quarantine, but Eli Rallo. If you don't know who she is, she got really popular on TikTok over quarantine uh, as at the jar with two R's. And she was essentially making these like snack mixes in this giant jar. Like that was her thing. And it just kind of spiraled from there. She started giving advice. She started kind of being more of like a relatable person on TikTok and Instagram. And she blew up. She got this huge following. And her book just came out today. It's called I Didn't Know I Needed This. And I did start listening to it this morning. I'm about two hours into it. So I have like seven hours left to listen. So I'm making my way through it. But I just didn't have time to listen to it at work. I'm sure I'll finish it by next week. That's my goal at least. But so far it's just... It's a really like easy, lighthearted read. It's pretty much just like her giving advice about dating, giving her stories about relationships and who she's, you know, her dating app, miscaps, things like that. And it's even as somebody who's been in a relationship for two and a half years at this point, like she's also in a relationship now telling these stories. It's just, we've all lived through the college years of dating apps and, you know, do I want to make out with this person at the bar? Do I send the text first? Is it okay that I drunk texted? And it's just very, very relatable. So I'm, again, I'm only two hours in, but I'm just, I love her podcast, which is called Miss Congeniality. I love her TikTok. I love her Instagram. So just her as a whole is my guest for the week. And I'm so excited to see the success of this book. People have been posting about it all day. She's been like resharing stories and it's just exciting to see like good people getting something that they deserve. So congratulations, Eli. I cannot wait to finish the book. And I'm just so excited to kind of see like where this journey takes you. I I think anybody could really just appreciate her content. She's just like giving advice. She's fun. She's quirky. She's silly. Sarah Jessica Parker is also obsessed with her. So like, duh, how could you not love her? So that's my yes for the week. And my mess is more of a feeling um the time of the year and i'm saying this as somebody who's been through it somebody who's finished with college as as like an older brother to anyone listening stop staying up and pulling all-nighters to finish a paper stop staying up and stressing yourself and not eating and skipping meals and doing this and doing that because you need to finish a report or a college paper or a college project just email your professor email your professor be like, hey, can I get one more day on this? Nine out of 10 times when I've done that, they've been like, totally get it. Take the extra day. That's fine. Of course, there are going to be the times where people are like, sorry, no, like this is the deadline. You had it. And, you know, rightfully so. You, you've had this date. Stay on top of it. Don't procrastinate. But it happens. We've all been there. Please. I work the best under pressure. I do all my best work at the last minute and I totally get it. But I've been seeing so many TikToks of college students like up at 2, 3 a.m. like being like, haven't slept in two days. I need to finish all my projects. And I get it. it. The semester gets away from you. You're having fun. Just remember next semester. Do not do this to yourself again. As somebody who did this for five years in college, I had a 4.0 in college and I stressed myself out to no end to keep that 4.0 and stay on top of it and do this and do that. Not one person or employer, I've had three jobs in my field out of college. Not one of them gave a fuck that I had a 4.0. 
they just they cared that I finished college. They cared that I had a degree. Actually, one of them didn't even care that I had a degree. It. I know it feels like it is your whole entire world right now. I know it feels like you need to get the perfect grade. You need to get everything done, get everything in. Just take a second. It's the end of the semester. You've made it. If it's your if it's your first semester, if it's your fifth semester, whatever semester it is for you, if you're feeling that right now and you're listening to this and you are like, oh my God, I need to stay up until 6 a.m. and do this and then go to my 8 a.m., take a breath, stop staying up all night and doing your projects, start them a little bit earlier next semester. If you're past that point, email your professor, ask for an extension, you're going to be okay. If you don't get an A on it, it's okay. C's get degrees, you'll be all right. And I've just, I'm seeing so many of it. And as somebody who like, I'm like a sponge, I'm like a, to people's emotions. I'm like, oh my God, I'm watching this girl stay up till 4 a.m. to do her paper. When you could just send an email and be like, hey, professor, this, that, and third, I need an extra day. Can I get this to you at, not even a day, can I get this to you at 12 p.m. instead of a.m.? Like, just ask. The worst that they can say is no. And then unfortunately, yeah, you have to stay up and you have to do it. But try to not put yourself in that situation and do not lose sleep. Do not skip meals. Do not, you know, just stay on top of it. Ask for an extension. Take a deep breath. We are almost at the end of the semester because your TikToks are stressing me the fuck out. And I'm having PTSD of being in college and being up until 4 a.m. And as somebody who knows if I would have just asked for an extension or asked for an extra day or two and it would have been fine, take my word for it. Email them. Just ask again. The worst that they can say is no. And that brings us to the end of the show. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. As always, we are a video podcast. So if you're watching us on YouTube or you prefer to watch, we do have the video option. Give us a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe. Leave us a comment below. If you're listening as audio only on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Leave us a little rating. Tell us what you're thinking. Um, share it with your friend. I say it every week. If everybody who listens to the podcast sends it to one person, I will double the listeners. So do that quick math. Like I always say, think about it. You can always follow us on social media. We are at 2 pop to handled on all socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you can find us, we are there. And I also realized I've never plugged my personal socials, uh, which I actually do most of my posting on of like my personal, you know, obviously my personal life. But if you're interested in following me anywhere, I am at Andrew Nukatola, A-N-D-R-E-W-N-U-C-A-T-O-L-A on all socials, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. So Give us a follow. Come say hey. Come stay up to date with what we're doing. I'm trying to be better about posting more on my personal TikTok. I'm always tweeting. I'm, I tweet 24-7, so I'm, like, annoying about it. But I'm trying to post more on my personal TikTok. And I have some fun content ideas that I want to do um, outside of, like, the podcast. So make sure you're following me there. Follow the podcast everywhere. And we will see you next week. Bye.